Hello, and welcome to Wildly Human, Human Design Podcast. And wow, we are in such a beautiful season now. We're in autumn, which is actually my favorite season of the year. Whew. This year, 2022, is almost over, and it's kind of crazy to think about, isn't it? Um, in this episode, I wanted to just do a little check-in with you and um, share a little bit about what's been going on in the world over here um, at uh, thezenfem.com. And we're going to talk about stories and relationships and money. So this is going to be a good one. Good morning. Well, good morning from Hawaii, wherever you are. Good evening. And um, so, yeah, we're here. We're here at the end of the year and, well, close to the end of the year. We're entering, we're in Scorpio season now, at least. And these are interesting times, as usual. I think anytime I record a podcast, it's an interesting time. <laughs> But I wanted to um, give a little update on what's been going on over here and just to kind of give you some context for what's to come. And we have some exciting things that are coming up and I wanted to give you a little bit of a sneak peek. First of all, I have been um, working with a mentor for a while and I've been diving back into the realm of money healing. So if you haven't heard me talk about that yet, um, now's, now's the time we're starting, we're starting again now, but you can also go ahead and uh, go back to the zenfem.com and find some resources on money on the blog. And there are things that go back as far as 2015. I believe my first online course was uh, in 2015 and it was called the abundance map. So there are some resources from back then. And then again, I had a mentor or a membership in 2018 called the self, the sacred wealth collective. And there are some resources um, from back then as well. And I'm going to be sharing those resources again on the website. So go to zenfem.com and find some resources for that. 
So this is so we're going to talk money healing and relationships and of course human design and you know I've gone through a lot of years uh talking about human design and kind of avoiding the topic of human design and money together because to be honest human design doesn't always relate to everything <laughs> even though it is a beautiful map of your patterns and your tendencies. Um, I wanted to really get a really good understanding, a really solid understanding and to really embody the information before I started relating it to the patterns that we might experience with our money. So um, back in 2018, I did share some uh I, I did share some resources on abundance through authentic expression. And through that, we looked at how you can use systems like human design or the Enneagram, um, Myers-Briggs, and I believe, uh, I can't remember what else was in there, but just different systems that allow you to um, get an idea of what your patterns and tendencies are. And when you're expressing yourself authentically and owning your patterns and your tendencies, then it really opens you up more to receiving in abundance. Now, there is one thing that there is a piece that was kind of missing back in 2018 when I shared that information. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I, could, I hate to say it this way, but there's a lot of fluffy information about money and wealth and abundance online right now, which is really interesting because I think that we've come so far as far as um, being able to talk about money more openly. And I think it's amazing that we're doing that now. Uh, however, there is a lot of information about, you know, manifestation and, um, you know, money mindset and, and stuff like that. And a lot of it doesn't work. <laughs> I'll just be honest and say that a lot of it, a lot of it doesn't actually work because the missing piece is the body, the body and feeling safe, right? So there's a lot of information about, you know, mindset and manifestation that doesn't bring the body in, and the nervous system into it. So when your nervous system isn't feeling safe, when you're feeling like you're in fight or flight, it's a lot harder for us to be in receiving mode. It's a lot harder for us to receive. So let me just share a little bit about um, a little, a little tiny bit of a taste about my um, experience with this. So um, if you've seen, you know, some information on my website about, uh, you know, relationships and toxic relationships and things like that, um, 
this, this relates a little bit to what I'm about to say. So there are some relationships that I have had to heal from. I've done a lot of healing work around. I've done a lot of grieving work around these relationships and had to do a lot of work around feeling safe in my body, feeling safe to receive, feeling safe to uh, be open and expanding my capacity for pleasure in my body. And so there are, yeah, so these toxic relationship, these dynamics really, uh, you know, they created a trauma in me. So if you know, if you know anything about the work of Gabor Mate, he just wrote a book um, just a few months ago. And the, the title is, um, I'm having a hard time remembering, remembering the title, but if I remember, I will put it in the show notes so that you can um, find it. But he talks about how, about what trauma is and trauma is actually not the event itself there may be like a traumatic event that happened to you or a traumatic, you know, series of events that happened to you. Um, But it is the meaning that we make of that event or the way our bodies, the meaning that our bodies made of that event or series of events. And so the pattern in our bodies and our consciousness is is what the trauma is. So as a result of, you know, the things that the wild fluctuations of emotions and, um, events that, uh, crazy events that had happened in, um, my marriage, for example, um, there were some patterns that I had to address in my body in order to feel safe again, I had to heal that trauma. And then, you know, this doesn't have to be something recent either. It could be something as simple as something that happened in your childhood that you wouldn't even consider a trauma or something that happened that wasn't even meant to be hurtful to you. It's just that something an event happened and our bodies and our consciousness inter- we interpreted it in a way that um, created this uh, trauma in our bodies and our nervous systems. So let's think, let's uh, come back to some stories. We have um, an example of something, some kind of money trauma that could happen, could have happened um, for many of us. And I know of someone who, uh, let, let me get, just give you like a, a, a real story and I won't share the name of, of who this happened to and um, just for confidentiality. But we have um, this example and it's, and it's, fairly common, um, this kind of thing. So 
as a young child, this person was um, very tended to very um, they were, they were doing okay. Financially, their family was doing okay. They always had a roof over their head. They always had enough food to eat. They were always uh, their mother figure was always around. Um, The father figure was, working at a, a stable job that um, made, you know, a consistent amount of money every month. And then, however, um, there were some times where, you know, because of different spending habits or family dynamics um, or circumstances, there were some times where there wasn't enough room for extra at all. There were even some times where that person couldn't go places because they didn't have enough money to pay for the gas to get there. And so, and this was when gas was very, very cheap compared to what it is now. (laughs) Um, And so there was just never enough for the things that you wanted to do during those time, during those those times. So the trauma that this person um, kind of had to heal was really about, okay, because, because my parents some at times couldn't give me the things that I wanted or anything beyond just the basic um, needs, I'm going to make sure that I become independent and I do not um, have to rely on anyone else for my, for my wants and needs. And so, you know, as an American, that's, that's highly valued, right? There's this rugged Americana kind of individuality, this way of, being in the in the the United States that is seen as such a beautiful um like valued thing um but as a result of this mentality that this person um adopted because of this this trauma they go, they went on to work all the time all the time and to make as much money as they possibly could and um, in order to support themselves and their family and to be the person re- responsible for um, making sure basic needs were met and the stability was there and that there was room for all the extras. Now, that might not sound like anything um, to complain about, right? <laughs> That's that's really, I mean, it's amazing that, that this person could do that. However, there are times where that person wishes they could be there more for their family and didn't, um, didn't feel like the default was to check out of emotional conversations or, um, or uh, drama in the family because they had to because the default was to work. And so that's kind of like moving from 
this warm, caring, like having the capacity for that warmth and caring toward oneself and toward the family. Um, when you're in that um, default pattern of work workaholism or um, that fight or flight pattern of, okay, so this, this here isn't familiar or safe and it's, it's me, it's causing instability. So I'm going to default to um, work mode. So that's just an example that most people wouldn't really think of when you think of like a money trauma and no way of handling money trauma is right or wrong. There's also no way that is right or wrong about handling your money with within your relationships. Um, the point is really to just find the ways that work for you and that feel safe to you and that feel safe to your nervous system and the nervous systems of those in your, you know, relationship dynamic. So my partner and I, we have money dates. We, um, we, it took us a few, a few months to get to this place of, um, being able to do these money dates regularly and to be, um, to make them more fun than like kind of dreadful. (laughs) Um, and working together on with on, on these money dates has just been such a blessing for us because we're on the same page with our finances. We know how to communicate about spending habits, about um, goals that we want to make together. We want to make sure we're on the same page about where the money's going, how it's coming in, how much is coming in, stuff like that. And you know, all these money patterns and, you know, the numbers, a lot of people don't want to really look at those things because they're kind of scary or they, they're stressful or they make you anxious. Your, your breathing starts to, (laughs) starts to get shallow. Um, and you just want to bury your head in the sand. And a lot of times in, um, relationships with couples, it's really common for, one of the people in the, in the relationship to, uh, to one of, the, yes, one of the people in the relationship to want to bury their head in the sand while the other wants to kind of um, take charge and like get the, get things in order. And so there's definitely a working through the trauma for both of you. There's working through the money trauma and tending to each other's nervous systems when it comes to these things and it comes to hearing, um, our stories, because a lot of times we don't share our money stories or our relationships with money, with our partners or with the people in our, our family. So going back to the patterns around money, um, and human design. So obviously human design has, you know, 64 archetypes and more. There are five types, right? There are five human design types, the five energy types. And within those types, there are just all these other 
archetypes. Um, as you know, I don't really love the idea of boxing each other into types because yes, they are a good way of, of revealing to us, um, our energy or our patterns. However, we're also multifaceted. We all are always changing. Um, and so we're not just one thing. It's kind of like saying, I'm just a Virgo, for example. Um, but you're not just a Virgo if you're a Virgo. You're also all these other things because, you know, <laughs> there's all these other planets that come into play or there's all these other archetypes that, that come into play. So all of these archetypes are really just in the collective, right? We're, all, you're, we're always experiencing these things. Um, and however, we all do have tendencies and patterns that we kind of um, attach to or that we're conditioned to, um, to take on. So for the next episode of this, um, this podcast, I'm going to be bringing on a specialist who was actually in my, um, my money membership in 2018. And her name is Courtney Pinkerton and she's a Harvard graduate and she is a Enneagram teacher. And if you don't know much about the Enneagram, um, Google it and see how you, how you resonate with it. It is definitely different to human design. It is, it is similar in the ways that it is uh, a system of archetypes. Um, however, you're not putting your birth information into your, you know, your Enneagram chart. You are just kind of like self-identifying which Enneagram type you are. And there, there are nine Enneagram types. And it, it is also just a way for you to self-identify through the patterns that you recognize in yourself. So just Google the Enneagram. I think there's a book that my mentor actually, um, she recommends and she says that the book, uh, the wisdom of the Enneagram is the best one. So maybe check that one out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And so back in 2018, uh, Courtney and I talked about the Enneagram and money for the membership. And I'm going to be bringing her on the podcast to talk about the Enneagram and money. And that will be the next episode. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, and we're just going to talk story about money and Enneagram and just kind of our story, our money stories. And it's just so nice to be with other people and sharing our stories because when we're sharing our stories with each other, we can, we can see like, we're not alone in these things and it releases judgment and shame. One of the things that I love about money healing is, is unshaming the unshaming work. Because when I was in the, 
a terrible position financially um, in my marriage. I was just so, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't tell anyone what I was going through because I felt so much shame around the experience. And I think we, all of us to a degree feel like everyone is judging. Like people say that money is a taboo. That's it's more of a taboo than sex. (laughs) So we feel like we're judged for how much we make, how much we don't make, how much we have, how much we don't have, how we spend our money, how we don't spend our money, how we save it, how we don't save enough, (laughs) how we invest it, how, whether we're risky or risk adverse or, or not, or, or it just, I feel like there's so much judgment thrown around about money. And so it's easy to feel shame around your money. And I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time grasping the concept of money in their lives. And a lot of times we have a hard time coming to the reality of the way things are in the world right now it's like we have this love-hate relationship with money. We want money, but we also hate that we have to have it. And I've definitely gone through my own journey of coming to terms with the fact that we actually do have to have money in this world. It's unrealistic to think that we don't. <laughs> Even when you think that you're you know, just having a simple day and not spending money or needing money, you also... Um, there's everything around you is funded by money. You know, obviously the roof over your head is funded by money. The grass that's tended to in the park that you're walking through for free is funded by money. So unfortunately or fortunately, our world uses money, the energy of money as a currency to have all the things tended to in this, in this world. So that's where we're at with it. Um, I also wanted to share that I'm going to be discussing more about money archetypes and um, how they relate to human design and how the different types handle money, how the different gates in the human design chart handle money um, and how your human design and your relationships can come together. So, you know, we have the the relationship chart in human design, how those dynamics can play out in your money relationships, your relationships with each other and your relationships with your money together and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> that's exciting. And I'm excited to share that. But I just wanted to do a check-in with you and share that we have some things coming up. Just keep an eye on the website at thezenfem.com and find me on Instagram at medicinefem. Sign up for the newsletter on on thezenfem.com and just um, be a part of the conversation. Hit me up on Instagram and send me a DM, whatever, whatever you feel. Um, you know, whatever feels good for you. 
reply to one of my emails that I send out. I always read them personally. And I just love hearing from you. This, this podcast is about relationships and human design. So, I mean, my profile line uh, for just loves hearing back from you, getting feedback from you and just seeing how you're doing. And if you feel called, called to share on any of those channels, anything about your money story and how knowing about your human design has helped you financially, let me know. I would love to hear about it. And I'll be sharing more about, you know, this, this work. And of course about the Enneagram coming, coming up. Um, and I'm just excited about to learn more about the Enneagram in general. I, I mean, I, I don't know everything about it. Um, because I've been on this human design journey and, and the journey with the gene keys. Um, but Enneagram and all any type, any system of archetypes, which there are thousands of archetypes that we all have in the collective. And so not one system is right or wrong. They're, They're all just there. And so we can, we can take information from all of them and use them for our, um, our, our self-acceptance evolution and for love. So we can also use them for, you know, working on our, our healing and our pattern, working on healing our patterns, our emotions and working with money in that capacity as well. So thank you so much for listening And I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the next podcast episode with Courtney Pinkerton and the Enneagram and money. Take care.